To any UFC matters with me, Steve Wraith. Delighted to welcome Elliot Slesser to the programme for his dream team. How are you, Elliot? I'm good. How's yourself? Good, mate. Good to have you on. And uh, most of the regular viewers will know you and know your theme music to be this. Yep, Friday night, uh, we replaced the Ian Mearns dad joke with the Elliot Slesser joke of the week. And it's gone down very well uh, after everyone who tunes into the Amigos loves it and can't wait to see what the latest joke is going to be. Why did you start doing that, Elliot? Because um, Twitter is such a poisonous place at times. It can be used for good. Did you just want to give everybody a bit of a, a laugh during the, the bad times of COVID? Part of the reason, I everyone was just depressed and sick, weren't they? So I started putting a few jokes up to try and make people laugh a little bit more and have a bit of a better time and they went down well to be fair there's not many people didn't like them and if they don't like them well that's up to them but a lot of people i got a lot of positive feedback so i thought well, i may as well just keep keep doing them as long as people want them good stuff man but don't don't stop doing them because uh, we love them on nufc matters and uh, we'll continue to put them up uh, every friday night now we've got you here for your dream team and um, been dying to do this with you and uh, because obviously a busy schedule as a, as a professional snooker player, it is a bit difficult to catch you, but we've managed to catch you in a, a couple of days where you're doing a little bit of training and uh, practising up in Scotland. So um, without further ado, uh, let's get into your 11. You're allowed to pick your 11, your substitutes um, and your manager. Uh, so who's starting off in goal for you, Elliot? I'm going to go for Shea Given. I think it's it's literally a given. Um, obviously the best keeper I have for. Well, I think everybody's choice would be Shea Given. So reliable, great shot stopper, and a great servant for the club, really. Yeah, and he had he, he had such a wonderful career at Newcastle as well, didn't he? I mean, he played you know played a record amount of games, and had it not been for Newcastle hitting a decline, and I just remember I think one of his last games was a hammering at home to Liverpool. He, he probably could have stayed on and, and until the end of his career, couldn't he? I think obviously with Man City getting taken over for silly money as well, and. And they wanted him for for, well, for silly money. He kind of had to go, really. We won the decline and they were on the up. So I think it was a no-brainer for his career, really. Yeah, definitely one of the blue-chip players. And, I, and I've got to say, probably the most selected, well, definitely the most selected keeper in all of the dream teams that we have done so far. And no surprise there. OK, um, 
back four, and who are you going for uh, right back? Right back, I'm going for Kieran Trippier. I thought, I, I thought basically he's, he's been brilliant since he's been so far, and if he stays without injuries, I, I think he could be the best right back we've ever had. As I say, I, I like the way he plays. I like the the sort of managerial role he plays. He, he he plays like a manager and a captain, and seems to lead the team. I think he'll be a great great captain. Um, ah, he's brilliant. Like I love him since he's came. I think best signing so far. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of competition at that right back slot over the years. I think Warren Barton's probably the one that stands out the most for for a lot of people who do Dream Team. I think with Trippier, I think it's it's like the it's the first marquee signing of the new era, isn't he? Because he's somebody who's still in England international, um, but he's clearly got ambitions still to win things in the game, and he he's one who clearly believes that the new owners and Eddie Howe's project will lead to silverware. Definitely, I and obviously coming from a team like Atletico Madrid as well, it, it speaks wonders. Do you know what I mean? He was great there, so I, I think it was a brilliant signing for Newcastle. I think what's impressed me the most about him is the way that um, you know he, he continued to to be a leader from the sidelines when he when he got injured. You know, and I, I remember being down at uh, Burnley on that last day of the season, a, a meaningless game really for Newcastle, but he was down there. He was. On the sidelines, he's shouting instructions, and he's you know he's he's just one of those he's just one of those players who throughout the relegation battle which we were in he he guided he, he guided the team from the sidelines you know and when he got back in the team and he was back on the pitch he's he's just a born leader he's he's, he's going to be the catalyst I think to to great things and he reminds me so much of you know the signings of you know the likes of Barry Venison and, and Paul Bracewell back in the day under under Kevin Keegan when he came to to Newcastle okay uh, left back. Um, who have you gone for there? John Barrisford. John Beresford. Great stuff. One of the entertainers, of course. Why have you selected him? I think it was one of the most common picks, really. Um, as I say, it was just a standout, I would say. I think it was quite an easy pick, to be honest. Yeah, one of the entertainers. I mean, he, he is somebody who has been probably selected by by the majority of people who've come on to do uh, to do Dream Team mm-hmm. and um, part of the team, of course, that nearly won the league, Elliot, a little bit before yeah, your yeah. time. Yeah, obviously seeing all the old videos and stuff like that, and uh, I cry in shame. <laughs> we never won it, but never mind. Hopefully, still good times to come. Yeah, hopefully, still good times to come. Uh, okay, uh, two centre halves then. Who's your first one? I went for Philip Albert and Bobby Monker. Okay, Philip Albert. Uh, no real reason to to question that one because ultimately he's um, you know he's a legend, isn't he? And 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 I guess the goal that stands out for Philip Albert uh, more than any other is that uh, wonderful chip against Manchester United in the five 0 win. I was at my christening around that time. I was christened around that time. I think it was just after. Just he was after it your that. christening. He was at me christening. I have got a picture on the house. I'll have to dig it out and send it <laughs> in to his eye. I was at me christening. I think he knew one of my uncles or something. And uh, I was at me christening. I'll dig the photo out and send it to you. Fantastic. That's brilliant stuff. What a, what a, what a story to tell. And, and you've said Bobby Moncur as well. Of course, the, the last person to, uh, to lift a trophy for Newcastle United in 1969, of course, the Old Fairs Cup. Um, neither of us are old enough to remember Bobby Moncur playing, but um, I guess the reason you picked him is because of that reason. 
yeah, just a legend as well. Obviously, he spoke about by all sorts of like your granddad and people like that, and say he was an absolute legend. Like, so he's got to go in there. Okay, that's your uh, your goalkeeper and your back four done in record time. And I, I've got to be honest, when you sent me through this team, um, I've seen some teams over the over the course of this uh, this series, and um, wow, <laughs> some people struggle to find room for the big names, but you you've just gone all out for it. So um, I'm not sure how you've got them lined up, but let's go with your left side of midfield. As I say, as I, like I said yeah, in the in the message, I don't think it really matters where you put these three. I think it's my my sort of team, as you'll see, is just basically all out attack, and um, I think it would work quite well. So my my three in the middle are Gaza, Biadzli, and Janola. I just think okay. it would be absolutely unstoppable. Would just be so attacking, push, push, push. The big goals galore. I think it would just be easy pickings. Like, so you've got Gaza in there. I mean, Gaza again. Before your time, but I mean, what you've seen of Gaza, you know, the, the, the old footage of him, he, he didn't play at Newcastle a great, you know, for a great deal of time. But, you know, he, he made his name obviously more at Spurs, getting them to the FA Cup final, obviously got badly injured there and then made his name, of course, in Italia 1990. But what, what stands out for you with Gaza? The goal against Scotland. <laughs> I, I just think he's... In my opinion, I think he's the most talented English footballer that's ever played. Like for sheer talent-wise, I just think he was absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable. Especially when you you think about what he was doing as well, going out drinking and this, that, and the other, and still turn up and just 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 playing as if he'd been draining every hour under the sun, and he was doing everything but. But just that talented, he could get away with it. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt for me, Gaza. I mean, I was lucky enough to see him play at Newcastle. And, and the game that I, that I always mention is uh, the, the, the FA Cup game against Crystal Palace. And he, he he dribbled on this pitch. I mean, the pitch back in those days was literally like one of the pitches you'd see on a Sunday morning down the park. And he, he, he did like a, a little shimmy, a little jinx past a couple of defenders and then just stood straight and hit the ball, which was like a, a you know a wet caser straight into the top corner and it just stops for a second in the stanchion, wobbles a little bit and then dropped. And it was, Newcastle won 1-0, you know, got through to the fifth round of the FA Cup and it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful strike. And I, I remember him playing Blackpool at home as well and just scoring another sublime goal where he, he did a little dance after it. And, uh, he, he, you know, he just, he was one of those players that, you, you, you know, you, you, as a young fan, which I was at the time, you know, I was only 15, 16 when Gaza broke into the team. Yeah, you know, he was your hero, you know. Um, I had hair then back in those days, and I got my hair cut like Gaza, and you know, loads of lads up and down the, the northeast were doing the same. It was just a, a great time. And um, even though he left as part of that, you know, Beardsley, uh, Waddle, Gascoigne uh, trio who you know were sold to you know to keep the club afloat and build new stands and stuff like that. You know, you didn't hold any malice towards them because you blamed the club and you blamed the owners. And you know, that year in nineteen ninety to have Beardsley, Waddle, and Gaza um, all in that nineteen ninety World Cup team that that almost brought it home in nineteen ninety was well, you know, it was just fantastic. It made you proud to be a Geordie. But um, yeah, I can see why you've got Gaza in there, the tears of Turin and all that. And uh, yeah, a real. I think, real I think as well, it's it's not just what you do; it's the way you do it. And how easy he made it look. Just his talent just shone through. Just It was just insane. What he could do with the football, as I say, after what he was doing on weekends and 
late at night is just absolutely incredible. Like speaking of uh, geniuses on the football, you, you mentioned Peter Beardsley. I mean, this yeah. guy is my he is my favorite player of all time in a black and white shirt. The best, you know, the, literally the best player I have ever seen. And he didn't just play for Newcastle once, he played for Newcastle twice. Um, currently uh, doing a soccer school now. You can find information out about that at the Peter Beardsley Soccer School.com website. But yeah, Peter Beardsley, why, why pick him? He just walked through players as if they were water, didn't he? It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, nice guy as well. He's done a couple of the snooker events and stuff. Been to a couple of exhibitions and stuff when I was younger, and um, I've got a couple of friends I played for the under 23s, and they said he was unbelievable. Even even at his age now, just his vision and the way his touch was, it was even as like an older sort of man, the things he could still do with the football was just crazy. Like, I mean, he's in his early 60s now, Elliot, and uh, uh, John from QTEX reports this week where, um, well, basically he was telling us how well the soccer school had gone, but just said Peter just could still do a job now, you know. Um, it's just uh, incredible, and he's I've, I've played alongside him in a couple of charity games and um, still got the enthusiasm, still got the skill, and you, you just you just never lose it. But, uh, yeah, those two in there uh, in your midfield three. And the other guy you mentioned was uh, a little bit of je ne sais quoi, uh, David Junala and um, wasn't at Newcastle for a great deal of time but what an impression this guy made not just on the men but on the women as well I was just about to say he didn't just do well on the field did he <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a, what, a, what a player though I mean you know I, I guess again the Manchester United game springs to mind but I think the goal that we probably all remember from David was the uh, the wonderful spin and turn and, and Rifling and the shot into the Gallagher then against Berenc Varos in, in, in the European Cup. I uh, as I say, an, another one for me, like Gaza, it's not just what you do, it's the way you do it. And just that that brashness that he had, just that that extra little bit of flair. Flair, I think, is the perfect word for him. With the long hair and he was just a good looking kid and ah, he was just brilliant, money. No other he words. Was. Yeah, part of that entertainers team, Elliot. That was the, that was a thing. It was a, it was a unique team. I feel very blessed to have uh, to have seen Kevin Keegan's entertainers because it was you know it was a unique time and it really did feel as if we were going to win something in that period. So um, you know we didn't, but as you say, uh, let's hope that uh, you know this new era um, can can see us finally uh, put that trophy d- uh, drought to to rest. Uh, okay, um, you've got three players left in your eleven. Uh, give us your first one. Alan Shearer. Big Al. Number nine. Uh, club record goal scorer. Premier League's leading goal scorer. Top goal scorer of all time. England captain uh, as well. Um, I, I, I can't even say why have you included him. But um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, just, 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 you know, just God on time side, isn't he? I mean, what, what, what a player to have in your 11. And I think most people, in fact, all, all teams, I think, have, have selected Alan in some way, shape or form. Uh, he just has to be in there, doesn't he? Just the greatest goal scorer Newcastle's ever seen. It's, it's as simple as that. And, and to know as well that when he was younger, he wasn't as talented as everybody else, but he worked harder than everybody else. I've seen a podcast he'd done. I can't even remember who it was, or who it was with. I think it was on YouTube, to be honest. Might have been the true Geordie. It might have been, I rings a bell. It might have been that, actually, to be fair. And um, I to say that he wasn't the most talented when he first started, 
but to see what he ended up as is just just remarkable, really. Yeah, no, fantastic, a, a, a true legend. Okay, I think people are getting a little bit of a feel as to the way Elliot's team is going to go. Um, the next man in that front three, Andy Cole. When he gets the ball, he scores a goal, Andy, Andy Cole. And of course, holds one of the records that Alan Shearer doesn't hold, uh, which of course is the most goals in one season at St. James's Park. And um, again, a, a unique occasion, which I was lucky enough to be at when uh, you know he struck that 41st goal, uh, taking Huey Gallagher's record. Um, but yeah, Andy Cole, it, 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 was a, it was again a short spell at the club for the youngster. Came out of nowhere, um, you know, straight out of Bristol and straight to St. James as a relative unknown, an Arsenal reject. And somebody who, you know, just you know, brought goals to Newcastle, Elliot. I, I honestly don't think he gets the credit he deserves, to be honest. I, re- I really don't. Like, he scored 41 goals in a season. He's, he, obviously, everybody always talks about Alan and obviously they talk about Supermac as the legends and stuff like that. But Andy Cole scored 41 goals in a season. And the record still holds this day. Like, I think he deserves a little bit more respect, really, in my opinion. Like, throughout time, saying I don't, I don't think he spoke about enough. I think, sadly, it's because he ended up signing at the time for our biggest rivals, who were Manchester United. And unfortunately for him, he was caught on on camera um, singing a, a rather derogatory song about Kevin Keegan. Yeah. And I think that sticks in the craw of a lot of Newcastle fans and certainly did back in those days. I think. Youngsters, maybe he's looking back, watching videos, DVDs, whatever of, of seasons gone by, will no doubt remember Andy Cole fondly in, in that way. And maybe that will die down. But there's a, you know, I know just from organising events on Tyneside that, um, yeah. you know, the, the one event I've had to pull uh, in recent years was was an evening with Andy Cole because people just didn't want to come. And, uh, you know, when he's been on with other people, um, people have come, but uh, I just found it very, very sad that, uh, that we didn't get the support on that one because I'm the same as you. You know, you let sleeping dogs lie. Um, you know, he was at he was at his club. He was celebrating, you know, a win, and it's just one of them things you put at the bed. Um, but he he was a great servant in Newcastle when he was here. So completing your eleven, um, I take it this guy um, deserves to be knighted. Les Ferdinand, I, as I say. All, all, out, all, all out attack, mine, and I nearly went for Super Mac to be honest. But I just thought I'd look at to Les to be honest. He was more around my sort of time. I've seen more of Les obviously play. Super Mac was a lot more before my time. My granddad had an argument with us. He wanted Super Mac in, but I went for Les. Yeah, Les Ferdinand. I mean, uh, remarkable to think that uh, you know we had both. Uh, Sir Les and Alan Shearer playing in the in the same team, and you know they scored over fifty goals um, in 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 a season together. But uh, that was the only season that they played because ultimately the um, you know the club decided in their wisdom that they were going to sell uh, Les Ferdinand to Tottenham because you know giving him a new contract wasn't wasn't the right thing in their mind because of his age. And then lo and behold, Newcastle's luck. Um, you know, turns turns out that Alan Shearer plays in the pre-season friendly at Everton, uh, gets uh, a bad, bad injury and is out for best part of the season. And uh, Newcastle find themselves with no striker and a young John Doll Thomason having to, having to do a man's job in a boy's body and it didn't quite work out for Newcastle uh, that particular season. But yes, yeah, Celeste completes the 11. Um, I think most people will expect you to have uh, a pretty packed uh, subs bench with uh, some some interesting faces on there. So who's your first substitute? 
Um, where did I go? Yeah, it goalkeeper Shaka Hislop. Shaka Hislop, and uh, I think we've seen some new images of um, the the ground. Um, certain parts of the ground have been painted, and uh, they've actually gone in with that image of that shirt in there, which I think is absolutely fantastic. That uh, that Shaka's wearing, of course, it was first worn by. Um, uh, Pavel Cernicek but yeah Shaka Hislop a uh, good back up to Shea Given then yeah I as um, I say a funny one as well because I like Steve Harper done exhibition with Steve Harper when I was a kid nearly went with Steve but I went with Shaka instead so your exhibition with Steve Harper how did that go it was good I um, Michael Owen was supposed to be actually doing it and Michael Owen I think I think his missus was having a kid around that time. I think it might have been Gemma off Love Island. M- might have been, or something along them sort of lines. He couldn't make it anyway. So Steve Harper, being the gentleman as he always is, stepped in and played instead. What was the result? Uh, May and Steve played doubles with. There was May and Steve together, and we played Jimmy and. Who was the other one? We won anyway, but I can't remember who it was. Who, who, the, who Ronnie's partner was? Classic. Was it Ronnie or Jimmy? I can't remember if it was Ronnie or Jimmy. One of the two, anyway. Brilliant. Memory. All right. Great stuff. Shaka his lops on the bench. Who else? Gary Speed. Speed or legend, Ronnie. A real, real legend, Gary Speed. And um, I, I still struggle. To, to comprehend that he is no longer with us, uh, as I do with with Pavel and with Czech Teoti. But um, yeah, Gary Speed, I mean, wh- what a sub to have. Because I mean, I, I, I think when you watch back the, you know, the the old footage of Gary Speed, he was just a, he was just prolific in the air, wasn't he? Yeah, I uh, as I say, phenomenal, phenomenal player and massive asset to any team. Just such a such a shame what obviously happened and highlights what goes on in the world. Yeah, very sad. Rest in peace, Gary. Next, Sob Elliot. Uh, Johan Kabai, as I say, more more my sort of era of, of play. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Such a talent. Um, I so I went for Kabai. Any memories that stand out? Any particular games that stand out? I think of one. I think it was Manchester United and uh, he got the winner at Old Trafford, I think. Not really, as I say, my, my memory isn't the greatest. Like, I'm not great for things like that, but I remember him obviously being a great player and very, very talented. And I loved him at the club. Like, had a good song as well. Don't sell goodbye, Johan Kabai. Um, okay, uh, another Frenchman uh, in your lineup is uh, Haddon Ben Offer in the subs bench. Yeah, I, uh, as I say, another one really, really talented. It was good to see him go, really. I know he was in and out. You know, in certain ways, he reminds us of a St. Maximum. It's like the game comes so easy to him and they can do so much. But sometimes they just don't show up. It's like sometimes they just... Can't be bothered isn't the right word. It's... Um... How would you explain it? The, the, I, the only way I can explain it is, is basically they're so talented. The game comes so easy. Sometimes they just kind of try and take it all themselves and a little bit greedy and... But I just think for that talent alone, that, that one game they do turn up in five, they look, well, they're a world beater, aren't they? Would you see ASM's a little bit like that? Yeah, yeah, I think he's like that. I, I think they're, they're so talented, similar sort of 
player, I think. The running, the the flair, the the step overs. The, it, the, it's just a similar... It's a French thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> flair of the it French. Is. It's a French thing. It is. It's a French floor, I think, in the in the yeah. design. Uh, I think that's the way to look at it. Uh, I'm delighted to say that you've remembered to have a defender in there uh, on, on the bench because uh, this team is just all out attack. Uh, but you've got... Uh, uh, another one who had a decent song, um, Fabrizio Colaccini. Yeah, great hair as well. Sadly, mine's not like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was probably a, a, another rarity in, in the in the Mike Ashley story because um, he actually spent a decent bit of money on him. I think it was around about ten million, Elliot. I I can't, I can't remember where he came from, but I remember being an absolute rock, and he always put a shift in. Even if even it was shocking, he always grafted, and I think that's all. Ever as a Newcastle fan, most people want is somebody that will graft and graft and graft. No matter what the result is, if everybody puts a shift in, everybody's generally happy. Like, okay, two more players to go on the bench, and um, your granddad will be happy. Hi, hi. As I say, we had an argument earlier. And who's your first? Superman. Who's your first? Who's your first player that your granddad would like to see in the team? Super Mac. Super there Mac. he is. Super Mac, of course, does Thursday nights on NUFC Matters with uh, Gibbo and me. Uh, a proper legend. You can see him at the Dog and Parrot uh, all season, pre-match and post-match. Um, what, what did your granddad say about Super Mac? Just an absolute legend. Get him in that front three, that's what he said. Yeah, I mean, just sure. amazing. And still the only man, uh, only player to score five goals in an uh, international game at, for England at Wembley against Cyprus. Absolutely fantastic. No no surprise to see uh, Supermac making it into a few of the dream teams that we have done over the course of the last couple of years. OK, your last player, uh, going back a bit here, uh, George Mitchell, who does those with the days, would certainly approve of this one. Jackie Melbourne, I think, just, just for the heritage and the legend. Um, my granddad obviously knows a lot more about him than kind of I did a lot before my time but I think if somebody spoke about for that long they deserve to be in there like yeah well Jackie of course who was the club's uh, all-time leading scorer until Alan Shearer uh, came on the scene so um, that is the uh, the team that you've picked and who is going to manage them Elliot? I nearly picked Keegan for obviously nearly winning the league but I went with Bobby, Sir Bobby Robson. Fantastic. On the basis of when he took over, we were in absolute turmoil. And to come back and see if we're from the depths of despair and have up there, do you know what I mean? Pushing again and playing decent football. And just for what he'd done as well, for, for what he'd done in football. And he was just an absolute legend, wasn't he? I watched a documentary about him and, Obviously, over in Barcelona and stuff like that, and he's just just an absolute legend. I don't know anybody what's ever had anything bad to say about him. Like everybody I hear, all the podcasts and stuff, Kieran Dye, Bellamy, people like that. And even though they had run-ins with him, they always said he was a fair man. He he, he could put an arm around your shoulder, or he could give you a good hiding for for obviously not pulling your weight or whatever. He was a proper man manager, so that's why I put him in there. Fantastic, and that's uh, a, a wonderful uh, lineup and a wonderful manager. So, given uh, John Beresford, Philip Albert, Bobby Monker, Kieran Trippier, and uh, then we went with a three and a three. We had Gaza, Beardsley, and Janola, and then we had Shearer, Ferdinand, and Andy Cole on the bench. 
uh, where we had Shaka Hislop, um, we had Supermac, Gary Speed, Johan Kabai, Ben Arthur, Colacini, Jackie Milburn. Uh, amazing to see um, that lineup because it's uh, the most attacking team that I think I've ever seen on on Dream Team. And so Bobby Robson, of course, uh, managing uh, the Newcastle United eleven. Now I wouldn't be doing my job, uh, Elliot, if I wasn't going to ask you. Have you got a joke to finish? Uh, finish off with, and um, you know, people people have become accustomed to these jokes in any UFC matter. So, have you got a one? Why is it so hot in the stadium of light? I don't know, Elliot. Why is it so hot in the stadium of light? Because all the fans have left. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. Love it. <laughs> um, Elliot, where are you, where are you off to next? What what have you got up? Where what have you got planned? Um... I mean, next tournament is the 13th of August. Um, it's in Wigan, I think. Wigan or Leicester. Um, a qualifier for the British Open. So, I got the semis last year, so it'd be nice to have a nice run again. Yeah, it was great to see that. Um, who's the hardest opponent you've had over the years? Um, probably Mark Selby, to be honest. He... He just keeps beating us close. It's to be fair, most most of the players in the sixteen, I've got a good record against. Obviously, the good record against Ronnie, two one up head to head, head to head against Sean Murphy in front. Like a lot of the top sixteen players, I beat more than they beat me. But Mark Selby and John Higgins, I just kind of crack them. They keep beating us, beating us close, but they keep, they keep beating us. So I would say them too. I mean, from your perspective, you, you know, how long do you have to practice? You practice every day. Do you do you take a day off? You know, you're away. You're away now for for a couple of days to to get a bit of practice in. Is it is it relentless? Yeah, if I've if I've got tournaments, it's generally seven days a week, twelve till six. So I do six hours a day. Um, if I haven't got tournaments on, then I'll have the odd week off here and there. But that's few and far between, to be honest. Um. But yeah, it's it's basically I I treat it like a full time job. It's the hours have got to be put in. I think you only get out what you put in, and if you put everything in, hopefully you'll get everything out. Obviously, you've got sponsors. Do you want to give them a shout out, Elliot? Yeah, I've got TA Cheating. Um, they've looked after us for a while. Um, I practice at the Northeast Snooker Centre in uh, North Shields, Queen Alexander Road. So if anybody wants to pop in, and say hello. I'll be more than more than willing to have a little drink with us. And um can't think of all the sponsors. Uh Bertie's Pool Club in Whitley Bay. He's looked after us for a while as well. So I I cannot really thank them enough because especially through COVID, it's been very, very tough. We've lost a lot of tournaments and without the financial help and support, it probably wouldn't be possible. Like Who were your heroes when you were growing up watching Snooker? Um, I mean, I remember those those great days with the likes of uh, you know Hurricane Higgins and um, you know the the the, the Bill Werbenicks uh, of this world and um, you know Ray Reardon's. Uh, any any of those names your your favourite or was it was it slightly later players that you got into the likes of Steve Davis, Stephen Hendry, etc. Slightly after them, to be honest, I'd I'd kind of missed the Hendry era as I was kind of coming in. Ronnie and John Higgins and Mark Williams were winning everything. So my my two personal favourites were Ronnie O'Sullivan and John Higgins. I just thought they were they were just different gravy and for them to still be winning at the rage they're at now, hopefully boards well for me. Plenty time left. They're still winning at nearly fifty years of age. Hopefully I can nick a few by then. 
Yeah, no, fingers crossed. It, it, it is a tough, tough sport and, um, you know, practice makes uh, perfect, as you say. Uh, I've got to ask you about this opponent. I mean, Peter, the, the Peter the Rabbit that came in, mate, what was what was that all about? Uh, my, li- my little girl came in in a Peter Rabbit outfit. She, she loves Peter Rabbit as they go through the phases. So I says, give a shot of that hat. So <laughs> I it on and my missus goes, take a picture of that and hide online. So... Yeah, he, hey, he, had, he had good game that day, Peter. He played well. I think maybe you should start wearing that in the uh, in the games. You know that you play, you get a bit of notoriety for that, mate. I'd get a good fine as well. So, Would you? yeah, <laughs> absolutely brilliant, mate. It's been great to have you on, and uh, it'll be great for our viewers to finally put a name to the face. Yeah, I know we did something on Instagram when we first started this off, but obviously we've we've migrated now to YouTube and forty nine thousand followers strong. So hopefully. Um, this might get you a little bit more publicity and uh, if anybody wants to to get along and um, give them some support, uh, get them on Twitter, uh, Elliot Slesser, at Sless147. What else did you expect? And um, yeah, just give him a shout because, uh, you know, he's, he's one of our own. He's somebody who needs a bit of support and uh, hopefully we'll see him lifting one of those trophies very, very soon. Elliot, I'll let you get back to the, uh, to the hotel. You need your kit before your next day's practice. But uh, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Take care Perfect. and hopefully catch up with you soon. Thanks for your time. Cheers again. Take care. See you later, bud. Ta-ra. 